Welcome to the Prince College Podcast. We are so thankful that you've tuned in. Our hope with this podcast is that it teaches you more about who Jesus is, what he's done, and what that means for you. With that in mind, let's dive right in. Hope you enjoy. What is up, everyone, and a happy new year to you from the Prince College Podcast. It's Adam here. Really excited. I'm with my friends. Chandler Watson, C-Watt. Nope. Ew, never again. With my friend. Taylor Kincaid. And we're going to ignore the other guy. I apologize yeah. for his outburst. It was absolutely ridiculous. So, Can we talk about how amazing it is? It's the new year. It's 2021. Hey, Thank you. what better way to kickstart 2021 than listening to three of your favorite people from the convenience of your own home? From the convenience of your own. <laughs> it's like a commercial. <laughs> from the convenience of your couch or car or gym workout. I don't know. It's January 4th. New Year's resolutions. Did y'all make any? Um, mine, I just thought of it on the fly, and mine is definitely going to be waking up earlier and going to the Monday, Wednesday, Friday prayer with Camille Dolan because... Oh, spiritual. Man. I have Look to. at that. Because I've Every episode- been so many times I've woken up, saw, it was like, it was like five minutes before it started, and I could have hopped on the Zoom, and then I'd pr- snooze See, my alarm and go back to sleep. Every episode so far has been Chandler one-upping me. He's had yeah. notes, he's had quotes, and now he's like, I'm going to be more spiritual this year. Man, I was really hoping that third one was going to rhyme. You said I know, I know. Notes, I know. And, I thought, and I thought it was going to rhyme. I, I can't think I of one. Know. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. Let's not waste time. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> um, mine is a little bit different. Um, <laughs> you know, those handy-dandy Zoom lectures, I'll say it. This first, last semester, you know, I just really made a habit of watching. I would have like 12 lectures for a class and I would watch them all the day before a test. And so I'm going to try not to do that this semester if I'm in Zoom a lot. going to maybe try to go to those on time. We'll see how that goes. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Are you going to update us? Is that- sure. I'll make a podcast episode about it. <laughs> podcast episodes. Checking in with Taylor and her Zoom podcast. I mean, Zoom lectures. Speaking of New Year's resolutions, Mr. Tarver, can you uh, tell us what we're going to be talking about on this episode? Sure. I can. That was like really climactic. And all we're talking about is making the best use of our time. So, which I think is a great New Year's resolution for everyone because, man, it's just really easy to waste time, especially living through like a global pandemic, right? Like it feels like time has no value. Or right? Like, like no what meaning. did I do when I should have been watching those lectures every day? Like, I was certainly not doing anything like worth six my time. months where I really, it's just like a blur. It it's really like, is, right? Like, like I was talking to somebody about this, that, uh, like it feels kind of like, our time in the pandemic has flown by kind of like it's just been this way forever. Yeah. Hey, speak for yourself during the quarantine, like when we were over the summer, I had a whole game show that I was putting on once a week. You did. Can't you confirm. Did. I'm proud of that. You did. Sometimes so. got a little too heated. It did. So we're talking about making the best use of the time. If you've been with us at all, if you listen to the first two podcasts, you know um, that we've been kind of talking about this idea of praying earnestly and living wisely, right? Like that from Colossians 4, we ended our series uh, back in the um, early semester, back in uh, December 2nd, I guess. It's been a while ago now that we ended that series uh, through Colossians and we studied Colossians Four uh, together, and we broke up that passage by talking about like the importance of praying earnestly and living wisely. The first two episodes over this winter break have all been about praying earnestly, both about like the barriers we face in praying earnestly, and then also just kind of some practicalities of how we can begin to pray more earnestly in our lives. Now we're kind of turning the corner from prayer to living wisely, which they go hand in hand, of course. But we're talking about what it means to live wisely, and similarly, similarly, that's kind of a hard word to say, yeah. similarly, similarly, similarly. I always to, want to say similarily, and that's just not it. Similarly to praying <laughs> earnestly. 
Similar, I can't even, but <laughs> similarly to praying earnestly, living wisely is kind of this broad category, right? Mm-hmm. And we say live wisely, and it's like, okay, but what does that mean? Yeah. You know, like, like, how do I do it? And so, luckily for us, uh, again, in Colossians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, he says, walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of your time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person, right? And so we talked about back on December 2nd that living wisely really kind of boils down to two things from this text. We could go all kind of different directions with this, but the two things that we focused on was making the best use of your time and speaking graciously. Like those are two practical things that we can do to live wisely in our world, right? Like this is something that we can practically do. And so like for the next two episodes, those are the two things that we're going to talk about. So the first one talking about is making the best use of your time. So it's confession time. Christmas break. Mm. Did you make the best use of your time? Have you been making the best use of your time? Or has there been a little bit of time wasting going on? There's been some time wasted. There's been some time wasting. It's easy, right? It's easy whenever we get this, like, especially whenever we hit these seasons where we have a lot of flexibility and freedom in our schedules that we just, we tend to waste it, right? And we we tend to waste the time that we have. I think that this is a a huge problem, like, just within our generation of people, too. Like, we're, we're young and our thought process is a lot of times, I mean, we got all this time. Like, I'm just going to, like, do things that are easy and make me happy right now. I'm not going to really be – we don't really think long-term mm-hmm. a lot of the times. So you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I think a lot of time with Christmas break, too, we think, like, oh, yes, my break from school. So, therefore, it's my break from everything else that matters in my life, and I can do whatever I want. Yep. Absolutely. It's like we have – and that's – man, we could talk about that. Like, having a false idea of rest. Like, we think – Ooh. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we – we think about rest as kind of like, uh, y'all watch Parks and Rec, like a treat yourself day. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think, how we think about rest. How we're just going to do the things that make us happy yeah. right now. And like, I'm going to watch Netflix. I'm going to scroll through my phone. Like, I'm just going to veg out, like lay in my bed all day. Like that's rest for me. And I mean, there certainly is an element of rest that is resting your body. But right? there's a line you cross into laziness. Into laziness and lethargy oh. and apathy, man. Like yeah. it's just, it's that's really, it. really, um, I mean, it's really easy to like cross that line there, you know. And so, yes, we should be resting our body, but rest is designed for us to reconnect our hearts with God, mm-hmm. yeah. too. And so, like, if we're going to talk about making the best use of our time, that's it, right? Yeah. Walking in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of your time. What Paul's talking about here in context is living in a way that's continually seeking to advance the kingdom, not just all about yourself, right? So what are some things that you think when we talked about like the laziness aspect of it, what are some things that keep you from living wise, or excuse me, what are some things that keep you from making the best use of your time? Streaming services. <laughs> I'll say it. Just going I'll, straight for the kill. Yeah. I mean, Netflix, Hulu, Disney plus, all of those things. My roommates also have YouTube TV and Amazon prime. So the world is my oyster when it comes to watching shows. You just got it all like, at your fingertips. It's literally all the right there. It's crazy. It's, it's, a blessing and a curse. But like, yeah, that's just, I would say that is probably my number one is I spend way too much time just binge watching a TV show or like, I feel like multiple times a week, I'm like, hey, Elena, that's my roommate if you don't know her. I'm like, hey, Elena, let's have a movie night. And she's like, we've had like three movie nights this week, Taylor. Let's do something else. It's no longer a movie night if it just happens every night. Right. You know? It's like, it's not special. It's yeah. Movie week. I think that like, I mean, that's a big one for us, right? Like, it's just so easy. And I've talked about this before. For me, like, after, like, a long day at work or, like, a long week, it, the the thing that is, I don't know, attractive to me is I just want to, like, lay down on my couch, yep. 
turn on Netflix and just turn my brain off. Yeah. Yep. Right. And, and I don't want to like hate on that. Like there's not nothing wrong with like watching a movie. Right. There's nothing wrong no. with watching a TV show on Netflix. However, whenever it becomes a dominating force in your life and a place where you're spending the majority of your time, that's whenever we move from this is an okay thing to do occasionally to this is something that needs to be dealt with. And I would say too, like not to get into a whole idolatry tangent, but when we do like we've done like the church wide fasts and you're like thinking praying about what you should fast from usually like, like, I mean, I, streaming services will always come to mind for me. Like, should I not watch Netflix this month? And I'm like, no, I don't think that's what God wants me to get rid of. So if it's like become something where it's like, who is it that you said like, that if you think it's not what he wants you that's to get what rid it, of, probably Pastor exact, Josh, like, it was Pastor Josh. I think that's exactly so like, what you need to get rid of. When it comes to that point where it's like, you really don't think you want to like give it up. Like you're yeah. not, not that you're not willing, but like you're basically you're not, not willing. Ready, quote. Yeah, yeah, that. When you're not ready to give it up, like that's probably when you know you've crossed the line of if you it's need not to give just it watching up, a movie. It's time. Yeah. I think a big part of this of um, we're kind of jumping all over the place here, but a big part of this of like we don't realize how much time we devote to those yeah. things. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like because Netflix especially, it's just so easy to click next episode. Next mm-hmm. episode. When it says, are you still watching? You're like, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, still watching. Yeah, Don't at me, Netflix. Of course I'm still watching. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> so like, I think it's really easy for us to just spend so much time watching Netflix, watching Hulu, and never even realize how much time yeah. has been passed. You know, yeah. I, uh, I've shared this before with some of you, and um, if you're listening to this, you may have heard me say this, but uh, I read a book at the beginning of quarantine back in March. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer, and I could not recommend it more highly if you're looking for a way to you know prioritize your life and like put things in the proper perspective like that book is just absolutely unreal and he talks about this about like how much time we waste which then results in us hurrying through other things Mm -hmm. in our lives right and he talked about two things specifically which are two things that like millennials and gen z like don't want to talk about are the amount of time we spend on social media and the amount of time that we spend watching television right and the stats just blow my mind he he shared without going into like all the nitty-gritty boring details he, he said that the average american and he's quoting some scientific journal i don't know uh spends over 700 hours a year using social media okay and now take into consideration that's the average american Okay, so that you're including your 60-year-olds. Including 60-year-old grandma and grandpa, you know, like yeah. moms and dads. This isn't just targeted to, you know, the younger College generation. Students. So it's probably higher. You can realistically assume that it's higher um, for, you know, younger the younger generation, which to put in perspective, 700 hours based on like the average reading speed of an adult in America and the average book length means that you could read over 300 books in 700 hours. So you're spending that amount of time you're spending that amount of time, like, on social media. You, you could read the Harry Potter series almost 43 times in that amount of time. <laughs> That's incredible. Which would be Call a me a nerd all you want. Think right about now. how many times you could read your, through your Bible during oh, Hey, man, there he is, one-upping me okay. yet again. I'm just saying. I was just, I was just saying. I, like, I'm guilty of it, too. How no. many times could you read through your Bible well, and during here's that the deal, time? Guys, that's social media. Okay, that's social media. Yeah. The stats for television, which include I don't even want to know. Streaming service three times that amount, <laughs> like over 2,100 hours a year. That's I, what the average American like uses. 900 like, books then? That's Yes, you, three times as many books. And so like literally if you eliminated those two things from your life, the amount of time that you would have on your hands would like go through the roof, right? And so I think whenever it comes to, and this is where we can like make the trend, we can actually talk about some serious things here. Like, 
over and over again in like dealing with college students, having the opportunity to minister to college students, whenever we talk, whenever I have conversations about um, like investing in your own walk with the Lord, developing intimacy with Jesus, one of the main things that I hear over and over and over again is, man, I just, I don't have time. I'm so busy. Yeah. I got so much things going on. Like I just, I feel like I don't have time in my life to like read my Bible and pray. And it's like that, like I understand, like, cause I remember like, regardless of how many old man jokes Chandler makes, I'm only 27 years old, okay? I graduated college in 2016, and I remember, like, that time of feeling like I was just so, so busy. And I'm not trying to diminish that. Like, a lot of you have a lot of things going on. You got church responsibilities. You got school responsibilities. Some of you work jobs. Like, I get all that. But life is just going to continually get busier from here. And if you make those excuses Mm -hmm. now, it's way easier to make those excuses later. And so it's so important that we learn how to make the best use of our time now. And Netflix for four hours a day, ain't it like that's not making the best use of your time yeah I think a lot of times it goes back to the whole like not really understanding what rest is like when you watch Netflix for however long four hours whatever it is you have all the stuff that's building up and it's just sitting in the back of your mind that whole time so you're not really resting because you're thinking about all the stuff that you should be doing and while it sounds like overwhelming to go do that stuff it's honestly more overwhelming to just let it build up and then try to get it all done and that's what contributes to the whole I have no time for anything life is doing me I'm not doing life right uh, like yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, so I think that let's talk about some practicals then. So we, it, it'd be easy for us to just sit here around this table and talk about, like, man, all the things that take up our time. Right. Okay. So, like, let's talk about some practical things of what we can do to begin to make the best use of the time. Because obviously, like, pursuing intimacy with Jesus, spending time in the Word, spending time with Christian community, like, spending time in mm-hmm. accountability, spending time in prayer, like, those things are going to be better uses of our time to prepare us for the work that God's called us to do. Like, if we want to be the men and women that God's called us to be, watching Netflix for four hours a day, mindlessly throwing through, scrolling through social media is not going to be the thing that prepares us right. for what God has for us, right? We need to be pursuing more of him, drawing closer to him, being made more into his image. So that's like the obvious things that we should be doing. So I don't want to spend time talking about like the things that we should be doing. I want to talk about like how we do it, like the practicals yeah. of like what that looks like. So what do you think? I think the first two things that come to mind are accountability and proactivity. Look at that. That I'm, was good. I she am Adam. I'm Adam. Yeah, I did that on the fly. <laughs> that <was y'all>. good. <laughs> um, but like, that's my intern. What, I'm so yeah. proud of you. Well, that's all I needed to hear. Um, proactivity being like when you wake up, like not just wanting to lay there on TikTok or on your phone for hours, like literally just get up and start like your quiet time. Just because I feel like when you start off like immediately in the day with something productive, I know for me, I'm less likely to want to then lay doing nothing the rest of the day. Cause I'm like, oh, I've been productive. I can just be productive the rest of the day. And then at the end of the day, I'll be like, wow, look at all that I got done. So I think just like starting off resisting, if you immediately resist the urge to like, do something not productive and like just lay around, then like it's a lot easier to do that with the rest of your day. So that's one. Two, accountability, having someone else that also wants to do that. So you can also like, whether it's someone you live with or just like a friend, like that if you're both like, okay, we're not going to lay around and just be on our phone all day, like, or whatever it is that is keeping you from like making the best use of your time. If you're both doing that, then you're more likely to like want to do it. You know, like it's just easier. Everything's yeah. easier with community. Right. So those are my two things. Balances there. That's good. No, I definitely agree. And something that like we were talking about earlier, um, I think that like I go back to I think in the previous podcast I mentioned it, but but like Jesus says that if there's something that causes you to stumble, cut it off. And for me personally, I have to go through these seasons where if there's something that's taking away from my spiritual time or taking away from my quiet time, prayer time, or just taking away from just good you know quality time with 
Christian community, whatever it may be, there, I think there's an aspect of us literally like not relying so much on just the things of the world, but like actually getting up and cutting it off. Like if, if, if TikTok is causing you to spend three hours a day on your phone, I think there's a need to either put a limit on it or maybe delete it entirely. Right. Like when they're, when it's taking away from things of Christian community, yeah. of, of the word, of prayer, I think there's there's a need for us to cut it off. And that's something that I, that I have to do frequently is like I'll, I'll have a game on my phone that like all my friends are playing and I'll get, I have addicted personality, I guess. I'll, I'll play it for days on end and I'll just have to delete it because I'll be so in zone with it. That, yeah. That, I think it's a matter of like how much willpower you have. Like if you think you're able to like control yourself and be like, okay, I can just watch one episode or I can just be on TikTok for like 15 minutes and then I can stop myself. Then like, yeah. Like, like I'd like one person to stand up and raise their hand and tell me that hey, they can spend 15 minutes people, on TikTok. But I'm just saying, like <laughs> if you are able to like control how much you're on there, then I would say you wouldn't necessarily have to give it up entirely. But if you can't, then like it might be time to just like, yeah, be like okay, self-awareness look. Self-awareness that yeah. happen for sure. No, I agree. Um, and I think it's really important to distinguish whenever we're talking about making the best use of the time, because I'm just thinking about this, like in the world in which we live in, making the best use of the time can very quickly become a conversation about like pro- productivity pro- mm-hmm. and like getting things done, right? Yeah. And it can become a checklist. And like, I'm a man for all you Enneagram people out there. Like I'm a stereotypical Enneagram three. So you talk about checklists, achieving things like that is my, like that's my love language. That's just me. Like that's what I want to do. And so I can very, like even right now having this conversation, I can like feel myself wanting to talk about like ways to make yourself more productive. But in context of what Paul is talking about here in Colossians four, it's not about checking off items on a to-do list. It's about like making the best use of your time for kingdom advancement. So for developing yourself as a, a follower of Jesus for following him in the way that you are called to and living the way that you are called to. Because we can't get trapped in legalism, which is a whole other subject, but we can't get trapped into that. So like for me, whenever I think about making the best use of the time and not wasting time, there are two things that come to my mind immediately. All right. And there are two quotes that I've heard over the, over my like I don't know, reading, I can't even remember where they all came from. The first is this, that the success of your day starts the night before. All right, the success of your day starts the night before. And so for me, one of the things that I'm always trying to do, like before I go to bed at night, like I'm trying to think about what what I want my morning to look like. Because Taylor, I so agree with you. Like if you don't start your morning on the right foot, like the way you start your morning really does set the trajectory mm-hmm. for your entire day, right? And so for me, like I even at times, I don't do this all the time. Like right now I'm not doing it, but for, there for a season, like what I would do the night before I went to bed, I would go ahead and get like my coffee stuff set up for the next morning. I'd go ahead and like have my cereal out and like the bowl out and like ready to wow. go. Like it was just, I didn't leave the milk out. That would have been bad. Not but like, gross. you know, I had, I had all that like ready to go for the next morning. I had my Bible sitting on the kitchen table, like ready to go for me to like read. So like it was very clear from the time that I woke up, walk into the kitchen like all right I'm gonna make my coffee because I gotta wake up you know Mm -hmm. I'm gonna pour myself a bowl of cereal and I'm gonna spend some time in the word right and so I think that's a huge one for us like if you're the success of your day starts the night before like if you're really wanting to make the best use of your time think about it before you go to sleep at night and I think the best way that you can spend your morning out and this is this is again I'm not wanting to fall into a trap of legalism Chandler at all uh, just like you were saying, but like, man, the best way you can start your day is time with the Lord. And like, I don't know. I think just another thing that I say often is that if you want to build consistency in your time with the Lord, what you need to do is you need to find a place and you need to find a time that mm-hmm. you're going to be spending time with the Lord, a place and a time. And so for me, first thing in the morning, kitchen table, like that's where I spend my time with the Lord. Which if you're going to set stuff up the night before, that means you don't need to like try not to stay up till 
4 a.m. That's exactly That's what I was going to say. I was exactly exactly because as a fret, I can speak as a sophomore from from going to freshman year to sophomore year. Something that has tremendously helped my walk with the Lord is waking up earlier. Yeah, going to sleep earlier and waking and up. I've earlier. been worse about that this year. So I understand confirm. Corona and the Zoom classes being like you can or like having the recordings and everything you can watch it whenever, so you don't have to wake up early for a class and all that stuff. I have a feeling there's a lot of people that are in the same boat that I am. But I, but I have seen myself grow tremendously in my desire for the word when I'm waking up earlier because you know why you're waking up earlier. You're not waking up earlier to get on social media. You're waking up earlier so that you can be in the word. Right, and say that I sound like a mom, but whoever regrets getting up earlier, I feel like everybody regrets like sleeping the day away. Exactly. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so like waking up and having like knowing from the get-go, like having a plan, like what I'm going to mm-hmm. do whenever I wake up, you know, and so... Yeah, the success of your day starts the night before. Like, have a place and a time. Have a plan for whenever you wake up um, and start your day that way. And what you're going to find is, like, you started your day with the Lord, and you pray and you ask God to just continue to keep that perspective, help you keep that perspective throughout the day, right? And throughout my day, one of the things that I'm trying to get better at is building little pockets of time where I can also, like, steal away and just spend a few moments Mm. in prayer, right? Because I think another trap that we fall into is the more, like, regimented and self-disciplined of us. We can spend, you know, 30, 45 minutes in the morning before anyone else wakes up. And that's it. And that's it. And you you go from there, and then you go about your day, and it doesn't, like, you don't even think about it again until maybe you go to bed at night. It becomes a a box on a checklist. Exactly. And so it's continually finding times in your day to steal away and, like, just, I mean, five minutes here, two minutes here, ten minutes here. Like, maybe it's turning off the... Spotify in your car for a second and just praying as you're riding down the road. Maybe it's throwing on the Prince College podcast and listening to no, just hey. <laughs> Or instead of watching a Netflix show that you've seen ten times, pick up a good book. Like yes. there are a ton of good solid Adam's mentioned like two or three. Yes. Ton of good Adam's solid giving books. me a solid two or three. <laughs> a ton so, of good solid books that you could read that like lead you in closer relationship. Absolutely. Yep. So it's it's having that plan, kind of developing some kind of schedule for yourself and trying to stick to that as much as possible, not in a way that's legalistic, but in a way that helps you remain disciplined, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a huge thing for us. That's something that you can definitely begin practicing. Like even just thinking about moving into this new year, like what an incredible habit to get into right mm-hmm. now. Like January 4th, like tomorrow, like make a plan for how you're going to spend your day tomorrow. You don't have class tomorrow yet. Like you don't, none of that's a reality for you yet. So just begin to get into this habit now. So that's, that's one aspect and I also think before we go on to your next thing is not kicking yourself when you miss a day. Oh, 100%. No. Yeah. Yes. Like, I think it's really easy. Like, if I mean, at least for me, if I have one day where I'm like, oh, I've gone back to my old ways of watching Netflix for the entire day and where has the day gone? It's 7 p.m. and all I've done is, you know, watch Grey's Anatomy. Um, but then, like, the next day not being like, okay, well, I did it yesterday, so what's the point of, like, trying to fix it today? Like, just... I don't know, just giving yourself grace. Absolutely. In small incremental steps. You know, like I think um, whenever we think about our relationship with Jesus and our discipleship to Jesus, we get in this mindset of like we've got to be perfect immediately, right? And I mean, I think it's Eugene Peterson who talks about that discipleship of Jesus is really a long obedience in the same direction. Like the Mm -hmm. longer that you follow him, like it's a long obedience in the same direction. We're playing the long game here. Like we're not going to be perfect overnight. And so as you're beginning to cultivate these habits, absolutely do so with grace um, for yourself there. Exactly. I mean, even Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are those who are um, meek and humble and like all these things, or like the weak, like all these things that he said, it's like pointing to like when we realize that we are 
inadequate and like we will fail mm. but like that's when his grace comes upon us and we build a better relationship so with that note absolutely so that's one aspect of making the best use of the time just being proactive there being more diligent in your schedule and how you're spending your days not you know having kind of a laissez-faire hands-off mentality towards your schedule or anything like that but be more proactive there and getting up early spending time with the lord that's a huge one another thing that i see in the lives of college students is that college students, and I'm speaking to myself here too, because this, this is something that I definitely did in college and even still struggle with to this day, are overcommitted. They say yes to too many things. Say it louder for the people <laughs> in the back. <laughs> All right. And so another quote that I read in a book one time was that it was really helpful for me is that every time you say yes to something, so every time you agree, every time you say yes to something, there's less of you for something else. All right. Every time you say yes to something, there's less of you for something else. So make sure that your yes is worth the less. All okay. Right? Isn't that that's fantastic? That was good. It, that's it's, good. It's one that I've always remembered because it's been so helpful to me. And I see this so often in my life. Every time I say yes to something, there's less of me for something else. All mm-hmm. right. So whenever I'm agreeing to do something, I need to make sure that, that what I'm agreeing to do is worth there being less of me for something. If, all right. So like from a practical level, all right, like just legit, like logistically speaking, if you know you guys call me up one night and ask me to come hang out with you at cookout. All right, it's ten o'clock at night. This is whenever you go to cookout for some strange reason. <laughs> like, this is like y'all call it me up, brutal. y'all want me to come hang out with y'all at cookout. Okay, if I say yes to that, I'm gonna be up later than I normally am. There's gonna be less of me, you know, even for, like at home, like for my wife. Right. There's going to be less of me even the next morning. Yeah, poor Jillian. We love you. Uh, I definitely love you. Uh, but we love you too. <laughs> there's going to be less of me for something else. So I need to th- evaluate. Like, is this really worth it? And not in a man. Like, is it worth it for me? It's not a. I'm putting you guys and Jillian on a scale to see right. who would win because Jillian would she win would win every, every yeah time. every time. Yeah, right. Makes but sense. there are times that it's like okay, you know, I haven't spent time with these students in a while, so I'm going to go spend time here because I know that this is a value, valuable use of my time. And and I don't want to like again. All of these things that I'm talking about could be very easy to come into like a very legal, come at from a very legalistic point mm-hmm. of view. And that's not what I'm advocating here. But I am saying like, think through your commitments in your life. Like whenever we think, we talk about this from a, a Prince College level all the time, you know, it's, you know, we're on a new semester. It's coming up on time for leadership applications and stuff to come out. One of the things that I apply always today. say, <laughs> apply today, except they're not out yet. Um, <laughs> like one of the things that I always say to students who are interested in leadership is like, you, I want to know what your commitments are for next year because I want you to be invested here. And it's not that I don't want you to be invested somewhere else. Like if you're fully invested somewhere else, that's great. I celebrate that. But that means that there's not enough of you to Mm -hmm. like actually do a good job here. And so I think that what we see in college, it's just this, it's this time of opportunity. It's a time where we can do so many things and there's a little bit of FOMO in us, right? Like if I say Mm -hmm. no to that, then I'm missing out on that. I'm going to miss out on that experience. And I get that. Like I am, again, I'm a type three, I'm an achiever. Like that's, I want to say yes to absolutely everything. And if Jillian's listening to this, she's probably going to be like quoting me to myself later. Okay. Well, that's definitely going (laughs) to happen. But like, man, it's just, I would much rather have a student who is fully committed to you know, our mission is Prince College, then a student who's committed to five different ministries all across yeah. the city. And that contributes to the whole, like, neglecting then your own personal relationship with Jesus because you're so busy. Because, right. like, you can get, like, I learned this lesson the hard way my freshman year. Like, you can get run down by, like, by being fully involved, like, in three different ministries and four different Bible studies, like, and all these different things that are all great things. Like, yes, join a Bible study, 
be involved with a local church, do a campus ministry, you know, like these are great things, but just like they drain you more than they, it, it comes to a point where they are draining you more than they are giving, like being life-giving things. So just being, finding that moment where it's just like, you have to pick and choose. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, those are the two things that come to my mind. It's like learning how to be more proactive with your schedule and learning how to say yes to the right things and no Mm -hmm. to the right things. And so I think a practical takeaway from this conversation is just, I mean, begin to kind of write out a kind of a schedule for your day. Find times, pockets of time that you're going to be spending with the Lord. Find times that you're going to be proactive about spending time in Christian community. Find times that you're going to be proactive about spending time with your friends that don't know Jesus. Like, I mean, be just more proactive about your schedule. Don't be so reactive to your schedule. Try to be as proactive as possible. And then another thing is just evaluating the things that you're committed to, right? Mm -hmm. And not just saying yes to absolutely everything, but actually saying yes to the things that matter, the same things, yes to the things that you're passionate about, that you feel called to, and being all in there, being committed yep. there so that you can actually be effective for the kingdom as opposed to being stretched so thin that you're not really effective anywhere. Mm-hmm. So does that make sense? Yep. Anything else to add? See what or whatever the heck you called Ew, yourself? Never, we, no one call him that, please. Please call me that. I'm begging you. It's not a nickname if you ask the people to call yeah. him. Well, I have he came up with this all on his own. What? Chan Chan. Chan Chan. That's the only Chan-chan, one. Chan Chan, Chan Man, Chan Man. No. Chandelier. Shh. Ew. On that note, we're leaving. <laughs> hey. We love you so much. We'll see you Martin Luther King weekend for Reset. See what? Ooh. Peace out. So, ew, Chandler. Right. Chandler, no more talking. We're going to take your microphone away. <laughs> Taylor, what did you say? Hey, Martin Luther King weekend, which is 15th January and 15th and 16th. We're doing a combined retreat with Watkinsville First Baptist Church. It's $20, which gets you food, a t-shirt, teaching, worship, a whole shebang of things. It's going to be awesome. We really want to see you there. Absolutely. You can sign up via the link in our Instagram bio or on our website on the college ministry page. We're pumped. That's all I got. See what will be there. We love you. We love being your Prince College podcast. Goodbye. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Prince College podcast. If you'd like more information about our ministry, you can check us out online at www.pabc.org backslash college, or you can follow us on social media at at prince.college. We'll see you next time.